The accounts you'll hear on Parsha Stories are original adaptations of the weekly Parsha. Enjoy! You'll hear about a bush that burned, an evil pharaoh who never learned. God split the sea in half, but we still built a golden calf. We got the Aseret Hadibrod and so much more in Sefer Shmod. Oh cow, speak to us! This week's Parsha is Va'era and begins with a pep talk from God to Moshe. You see, at the end of last week's Parsha, after Moshe had initially confronted the Pharaoh, saying to him, On behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you'll feel the wrath of God. Pharaoh, expectedly, says no. And not only that, the Pharaoh commands his taskmasters to make the lives of B'nai Israel even worse. Because one of the tasks that B'nai Israel had been responsible for up until this point had been making bricks, but the taskmasters would provide the straw for them. Well, at the end of last week's Parsha, the Pharaoh says to the taskmasters, let us make their lives even more difficult. From now on, you don't provide the straw, but don't let them make any fewer bricks. They have to make as many bricks as they did before. Well, news of this gets out, and B'nai Israel is now angry at Moshe. So, the Pharaoh is angry at Moshe for having the audacity to come up to the Pharaoh and tell him to let the people go. But not only that, the Israelites are mad at Moshe. And Moshe goes to God and says, God, this is not working. I told you that maybe I wasn't the right person for the job, and now it's getting even worse. And so this week's Parsha begins with the pep talk. God saying to Moshe, Moshe, I appeared to your ancestors, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sar, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. I gave them blessings. I gave them land. I gave them money. I gave them fame and fortune and children. I lived up to my end of the breed that I had created with Avraham so many years ago. And it is I, the same God, who will now live up to my promise and free B'nai Israel from slavery. And Moshe gathers together all of the elders of the people, tells them what God had told Moshe, and they say, all right, you seem to know what you're talking about. You're using language that has been passed down through all of our generations. We've been waiting for someone to come on behalf of God to deliver us. And Moshe, you have our support. And once Moshe has the support of B'nai Israel and all the elders, he gets up the courage again to confront the Pharaoh. And he says, on behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you feel the wrath of God. And the Pharaoh, completely uninterested, said, Moshe, I'm walking here. I'm going along the Nile River. Please leave me alone with all of this. And Moshe says, then you leave us no choice. And he commands Aaron to take the staff the same staff that Moshe had once used to shepherd Yitro's flocks. 
Arun takes that staff, puts it in the Nile River, and the river turns to blood. The first of the Makot, Dam. Now, I don't know if you've ever smelled blood. Maybe if you've had a bloody nose, you've smelled it before, and it does not smell very good. Imagine a whole river smelling of blood. And not only that, all of the fish that were in the river die because they can't survive in non-water. And so it starts to reek. It starts to stink so terribly of a combination of blood and fish. But Pharaoh's heart is hardened. And he says to his magicians, can't you do something like this? And they do a couple of spells. They pull some illusions. They pull some magic tricks. And they are able to turn water into blood or at least red. And the Pharaoh says, see, there's nothing to worry about. It looks like Moshe has been taking magic lessons in his spare time in Midian. And the Pharaoh returns to his palace. But the people are left without any good water. There's no clean water in the center city of Egypt, which makes the Egyptians very upset. But the Israelites are not upset. No, they actually are doing just fine because the Makot, all of the plagues, only happen in the center city of Egypt. They don't extend to the suburbs, to Goshen, where B'nai Israel is living. And this is the first sign to B'nai Israel that, in fact, God is going to be punishing the Egyptians and the Pharaoh, but keeping them safe. But the Pharaoh, as I said, is still unimpressed. And so Moshe goes up to Pharaoh again and he says, On behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you'll feel the wrath of God. And the Pharaoh says, Moshe, we've been through this. It's not going to happen. And so Moshe says, well, then we have no choice. And he commands Aaron to hit his staff on the ground. And the frogs, all the frogs of the Nile River come out of the bloody water. There were so many frogs that one morning when Pharaoh awoke in his bed, there were frogs on his bed and frogs on his head, frogs on his nose and frogs on his toes, frogs here, frogs there. Frogs were jumping everywhere. Now, frogs can be cute little pets, but they also bring with them disgusting disease. And not only that, with the Nile River turning bloody, the frogs didn't have the water that they would need to survive, and so they all also die. And then it doesn't only stink of blood and rotten fish, they have dead frogs everywhere, including in their houses. And the Egyptians are so disgusted, and the Pharaoh says to his magicians, can you do something about this? And they are able to make frogs appear magically with the help of illusions, but they are not able to make the frogs disappear and get rid of all of the dead frogs that have come from this plague. The second plague, Sfardea. And so Pharaoh calls to Moshe and says, Okay, all right, I get it. You're a really good magician, and I want all of these frogs out of here. So if it means that your people can go and worship your God, then I suppose you can go. 
Now, what's interesting about the Pharaoh allowing them to go and worship God is that the text seems unclear about whether Moshe and Pharaoh are arguing about freeing the people forever from slavery or just freeing the people for a couple of days to go worship God with the understanding that they would return. And there's a great conversation that happens in this week's Devash, the Hadar Parsha newsletter. But either way, Moshe lifts up his rod, his staff, a great wind comes and blows all of the dead frogs away. And once they're cleared, the Pharaoh says, Oh, Moshe, by the way, sorry, my fingers were crossed. <laughs> Moshe says, Well, then, on behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you'll feel the wrath of God. And he commands Aaron. And together, they hit the staff on the ground, and the dust flies up into the air, and it turns into lice. And anyone with long hair doesn't need me to tell them how terrible lice is. And so they're all itching themselves all over. This is the third plague, Kenim. And the Pharaoh says to the magicians, Can't you do this? And they say, No, no. No, we can't just turn dust into bugs. That's amazing. That is obviously supernatural powers. They must have a very powerful God with them, Pharaoh. I'd reconsider what you're doing. And Moshe goes up to him again and he says, You have yet to let the people go. So on behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you'll feel the wrath of God. And again, him and Aaron conjure up what seems to be bugs. Now, there is question about what the fourth plague is. In Hebrew, it's called arov, a swarm of something. But oftentimes, we translate arov to be wild beasts, like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! But it also might be another kind of animal. But whatever this swarm is, it all comes and it eats most of the Egyptian food. And so you have the Egyptians itching. You have the Egyptians without food. And the magicians unable to do these magic tricks. And they say, Pharaoh, please, you've got to do something. And the Pharaoh says, okay, okay. Moshe, enough with these plagues. You've already done four really, really bad plagues to us. I see that you're really serious. I'm going to let your people go. All right, you really mean it this time, right, Pharaoh? He says, yep, I really mean it. You can let the people go. And so Moshe agrees, and a wind comes, and it blows away all the lice and all the arov, whatever it is. And the Pharaoh says, thank you for getting rid of those plagues, and thank you for being so gullible again, and I'm going to change my mind. Can't leave. What? Okay. On behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you'll feel the wrath of God. And a terrible plague comes through and kills off all the livestock. So any food that they could produce from meat or dairy or anything that would come from their livestock has now all been contaminated by this plague going through the livestock. And Moshe says, 
On behalf of the Lord God of Israel, I hereby declare, let my people go or else you'll feel the wrath of God. And these huge hail balls fall from the sky. They're not just little tiny specks of ice. They are massive basketball-sized huge pieces of ice falling from the sky that because of their weight are falling with flames firing behind them. And they're like giant bombs falling from the sky, destroying all of the buildings, all of the people's houses, all of the field. And the Pharaoh says, okay, 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 enough, Moshe, Moshe, enough, make it stop. And Moshe says, I'm not falling for your tricks again. And the Pharaoh says, no, for real, for real, you can go, go, just go. And Moshe says, no tricks, no putting your fingers behind your back, no more of this tricking me. And the Pharaoh says, fine, no, get out of here, go. And Moshe causes the plagues to stop. And the Pharaoh says, you can go. You and all of the elders and all of the men can go. The women and children stay here. And Moshe says, what? Oh, Pharaoh, we've already done six plagues. Dam, Sfardea, Kinim, Arov, Dever, Barad, and you still don't seem to understand how serious we are. And so things are about to get much, much worse for you and the Egyptians in next week's Parsha. Shabbat Shalom.